Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 152. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. And speaking of joining us, it's been a little while since we've had a guest, so we figured we're recording this on February 21st, 2022. We're on the, you know, we're on the precipice of World War III over here, so we figured... <laughs> This is some history-making shit. Why don't we bring in a history-related podcast? So we have with us tonight Mr. Travis Lee from the Roast Mortem Cast. Travis, how you doing, man? Hello, guys. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Yeah, uh, World War Three. ready. It's, it's History repeats itself. You just have to look at the Ukraine. You have to look at that area. It's just constant loop. <laughs> but I'm excited to talk some games and get out of uh, my history zone for a little bit tonight. <laughs> Yeah, what do you call yeah. it? So, uh, Roast Mortem is like one of my favorite podcasts out there. So, when I say just a history podcast, it's one of those ones that like, you know, they talk about a thing and it's, you know, drab and boring, goes on for three and a half hours. So, it's basically him and a bunch of his buddies, they sit down, uh, they, they, they do what they do on the side. I'm not here to judge whatever they're getting uh, messed <laughs> up on. And then they just riff on some classic people from history. So, one week will be like... Uh, a pimp and then it'll be a world war two uh general and then it'll be like your most recent yeah. thing uh herge the artist for tintin so you guys go yeah, over uh, dime daryl i was like oh shit i'm a big pantera fan and that one really hit close to home <laughs> the only criteria we have for our subjects is they must be dead so it could be you know i, I remember we cranked out george bush senior like two weeks after he died so that's the only criteria <laughs> so it was kind of just sitting there with like five books ready to go and just waiting for the uh the go dead oh, button yeah. We have been actually thinking we should probably write, start writing a script for the Queen. A lot of juice there. Juicy. <laughs> so, Trav, uh, before we hop into it with you, though, first, where can everyone find you? Go go plug your shit away, because we also will have it below, but let everyone know. Where can they see you guys? Uh, yeah, if you like history, you like uh, drinking, because, you know, there's a little bit of a tie-over with our shows with the drinking. Ooh. We love to drink on Roast Mortem. Go to check out us. Check us out on anywhere you listen to spy, uh, podcasts at Roast Mortem Cast. Um, yeah, we also have a website, but we don't really update it. It's all broken links. <laughs> RoastMortemCast.com. So, Trav, I got to ask you, when you guys are coming up with the episodes, do you all talk amongst yourselves about who you want to do next, or do you let each one of you guys pick, or how, how, how do you guys come up with that? We pretty much just go in cold, which is, uh, I think, always the some. Sometimes I'm expecting, you know, to be in the 14th century, and then we're doing something relatively current. Like, we're just all over the place. Someone shows up, oh, I got this guy. And it usually ends up that they uh, are somehow inbred, somehow, uh, you know, fucked up in some way. We have, like, a trend that goes throughout the show. Nice. We find a lot of these historical figures uh, like to fuck their cousins and children. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so who then let me ask you was it a mutual like group effort as to how you guys even came up with the idea for the podcast or was there like did you come to your friend and say i have an idea i want to do this or how did that turn out so we were we were thinking we wanted to do a podcast for a while and like tom and i kind of were brainstorming a few ideas our first run we never released it was like like what if we did like a show where it was like what if you had no clue what the internet was and you'd go to these websites and try to like describe like wikipedia to someone mm. and they're like uh you know and then tom's like you're such a history buff and, and like why don't we just do a different you know person every week 
and we can dive around in all different types. Because doing a history show, if you're stuck in one little century or one area, it kind of gets stale. But because we can kind of bounce around, you know, doing Romans or doing Civil War generals, it kind of keeps it fresh. Nice. Well, That's yeah, awesome. like you jumped from like a Civil War guy to Chris Benoit. I was like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the greats. <laughs> All the true heroes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, That's and like awesome. from what uh, we've talked about before, like all of you guys are basically just like incredibly avid readers. Like you're not just like going to Wikipedia and going to like the tagged websites to get all your info. Like you're actually getting and like I love the parts when you just start bashing these autobiographies and you're like, this oh, is when dude. this autobiography gets really bad. Yeah, it's especially musicians. When we do a lot of musicians or movie stars, it's always like they're just sucking them off. Like mm. the biographer loves them so much and he can't remove himself. And, and like I remember, uh, I think Tom was doing Jimi Hendrix at one point. And the book he was reading was just like every single show that the guy went to when Jimi Hendrix was alive. Like, I don't give a shit. Tell me about when he fucking like hit someone. <laughs> yeah, g give me some juicy details. Yeah, give me juice. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we definitely said when we first started the show, we were a little bit looser and just kind of doing the Wikipedia thing. But then we were like, you know, there's so many people on YouTube that I feel do stuff like that just to mill out content. We're like, we got to go a little deeper, you know, and that's. Cracking open the books is where you get the real juicy shit. <laughs> so, so do you? Uh, are you just a straight? You're gonna research somebody. You're gonna order the books offline, or do you take go to the library and actually rent out some books? Uh, I always order them used online because I'm one of those guys. I, I don't give a shit. I'll just like write all over the place in them. Gotcha. So, and I that's kind of just the way that I work now. So, like. Going to the library, taking out a book, I'd feel like a dick when they, you know, they see like little penises in the corner. <laughs> I have my whole method methodology of note taking. So. God, this Travis guy really drew a real veiny one in this in this, <laughs> <laughs> in this George Washington goes, book. What the it hell? It goes from page four to page seven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like the never-ending story all over again. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, I know you guys definitely like to drink, and I know you coming on here with us and thank you for joining us what uh what do you got in your glass tonight thanks for having me on i i uh, think i told you guys that um i'm a notorious for just shit beer and like seltzers and shit like that but uh i figured since i was on the show i was gonna i live in portland i'm from okay. new york so there's tons of breweries here and i figured i'd pick up right now i'm drinking von egbert german pills uh and it's from portland it's pretty good Again, I'm not like a fancy, I'm not like, uh, I don't like IPAs or things with a lot of flavor. This is just like a straight up Pilsner and it's nice. So Pleasure. then what's your, what's your go-to beer? We, obviously you can see Jim's behind him as the Keystone. Keystone. <laughs> uh, I am, I'm also a huge fan of AVGN. Uh, okay. And I picked up the Rolling Rock. That's, mm -hmm. I go Rolling Rock or I go, it's only out here, this thing called Montucky. It's Ooh, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's got like this like vapor wavy kind of like, um, it's like a horse with like a on like an '80s background. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. a little. It's like a Pegasus on a over a rainbow or something. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> its slogan is a cold snack. And so I drink that too. That's also piss water, but uh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Damn, but it is it's eight percent alcohol. Is that true? Mm, really? Oh, no, is that why no, I'm no, no, so I'm sorry. Up? At the bottom of the can, it says eight percent back to the. Back to, back to society or something. I was like, oh shit! No, it's only four point one percent, but nice. Now I, you know what, Jim and I, 
when we started doing this, one of the things was how much we wanted to rave and love about Lion's Head. And Lion's okay. Head Light more specifically, because we're like, it's so underrated. It's so cheap. And you know mm -hmm. what? It's not bad. So our whole premise at first was like, people shit on bad beers, but, you know, w they still get the job done. They still get you messed up and at a much lower price. And something yeah. like Lion's Head. So I'm definitely, I love the little niche, like, market. So Montucky, I've never heard of that. But that's one <laughs> I definitely want to try because I love yeah. that. I love those those little ones like that. Oh, yeah. I, I, got a, I got a question for you guys. Is there a certain, uh, before you guys, I guess, get into your drinks, but is there a certain beer you can't drink anymore because you've had that night where you drank too much of it, like threw it up, and then, mm. like, every time you drink it, it's just straight to throw up? taste Ooh, i mean for me it's bottom shelf vodka Ooh, and, and yeah. i'm saying like the stuff that tastes like pure rubbing alcohol just because I, every time i ever had that was when i was already too fucked up i would do a shot of it and i knew it was coming soon after now here's the deal i'm fine with regular vodka now like but i don't take straight shots of it anymore but bottom shelf vodka the smell of mm. that will be like <laughs> ugh, like vladimir's and all that shit it's yeah, that's my, that's my no-no spot. <laughs> Jaeger and Fireball. I have puked up both of them so many goddamn times. And when you, and it's bad enough when you're puking it up and it starts to come out of your nose and stuff like that. But when you have that, like, that overly sweet sugary liquor that's coming out of there, too, for that, like, little extra burn with the little taste of candy on the back end. That's when you really know that you're, uh, you've made some choices there. Like, I mean, there's been tons of bachelor parties and shit like that. We're like, hey, we're going out. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah. just still sitting there after we've been <laughs> passing around the bottle the night before. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, beers, you're not – the chances are you can get really blackout drunk. And we've talked – we've had some really strong beers. And I did uh, – one of the last podcasts we were on, I mixed, like, four extremely, like, over 10% up to 14% beers. And I felt like shit the next day. I didn't throw up. I just felt like shit. Right. But luckily, beer, like, fills you up. Whereas I think liquor, that's going to be the thing, yeah. When you yeah. you overdo it on that, that's a... Uh, See, I have a weird one. It's Miller High Life. Really? Can't drink it. Really? Because I just used to drink it so hard when I was a kid, <laughs> like in my 20s. Yeah. And stuff like, and like, I don't know, so many nights of just puking all over myself and just being a fucking degenerate. So I just can't drink it anymore. I don't know. Like, it's nice beer, but, you know, it's nice cheap beer. It's but, a champagne of beers. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> Actually, what do you call it? The last time we had that is when they came out the actual champagne bottle of that. So we got it for the podcast one night, and like it was still like lukewarm. And the whole time we're drinking, we're just like, ugh, mm, mm, takes, <laughs> so, takes <yeah>. me back. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, beer. I, I will say, certain beer will like smelling it, especially warm, will bring my mind back to like bad hangovers, bad parties. Like that's. That undeniable smell of, like, warm, even Rolling Rock's a good example, because Jim and I yeah. both, in this area, a lot of people like Rolling Rock, a lot of parties I had, I'd get kegs of it, and, you know, that's the thing, the smell of a warm, people leaving mm -hmm. their cups all over, a warm Rolling Rock, uh, you, you have cigarette butts or something, yeah, it's, yeah, it's... <laughs> Dude, Rolling Rock's like an old friend, like, I go a while without having it, then every once in a while I'm like, you know what, I want some fucking Rolling Rock, and I get it, it's just like, ah... It's like drinking nostalgia. Yeah. It's like so goddamn good. I'm ne yeah. I'm never sad when I yeah when I have a nice cold Rolling Rock. And you know what I do like for the gimmick almost of it is getting the little pony bottles because like <laughs> oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're goddamn adorable. But like yeah, a good Rolling Rock, man. It's it's not a bad beer at all. I'll say that. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Now what do you got tonight, Chambers? Well, actually, it's funny that Travis spoke about seltzers because the last time oh, I God. had this beer, 
I had this after having about like 14 seltzers, and I was viciously hungover the next day. And I was like, ah, oh, I think that goddamn beer was the one that really sent me over. So, coming from the Broken Goblet Brewery, the No One Likes Us, We Don't Care, unfiltered India Pale Ale. So it's got Jason Kelsey in his outfit nice. on there after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So they're still going with this one. And it's a solid unfiltered IPA. A lot of flavor in there, 6.2% alcohol. And, yeah, I mean, if you like if you like, use some, str- like, it's not overly strong, but you definitely get the hoppiness, like, coating the back of your throat and everything like that. Now, Jim, I was going to say, they could still be going with it, or is that just an old beer? No, 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 no. What do you call it? Uh, my friend Matt was over a couple weeks ago, and he brought it, like, fresh from the uh, brewery. So, Oh, nice. They're still selling okay. it out of there. Bri, Bri we're Philadelphia. We're going to hold on to this one championship for the next 70 years, so it's all we got. <laughs> we got to, Jim. We have to. Brad, I grew up a Mets fan, so I know about losing. Yeah. Ooh, you poor bastard. <laughs> one, one, of our, one of our good buddies is a hardcore Mets fan, and... Every once in a while, we just like to poke them. Like, I'm, like, I'll barely follow baseball because the Phillies have been such bottom feeders for a decade now. But right. I'll tune in every once in a while. Like, they'll be playing the Mets, and they'll be like, hey, bow this suck today. And they'll be like, shut up. And then just, like, won't talk to me for, like, a week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I am going with the uh, Bitburger Brewery's Radler. It's their Lemon Radler. Uh, so to, it came in a German pack between Bitburger and I forget the other name. Um, I always like to try – I mean, German beers are always – pretty damn good and you know i didn't know something like this was going to be in it because i'm used to them having like really good lagers um this is a weird one on their site they're saying it's 2.5 percent on the back of the can it's saying 1.9 percent and i don't know it doesn't taste like beer like it has the fizz of a beer but it tastes literally like just a lemon drink and it's it's actually good it would be a perfect session beer if you like lemon um not what I was expecting. And not getting at all. drunk. Yeah, because basically it's a pilsner, so it's a, you know it's surprisingly there is a lot of lemon. Uh, you can see like there's a lot of sediment at the bottom of my glass. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a weird one, but I like the flavor. It's just not going to do anything in the alcohol department, so I'll have to up it for my next one. Hey, you get drunk off of duels, you just need to drink a lot of duels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what is not non-alcoholic beer, isn't it? Like, what's what's the percentage? It is there. Uh, yeah, it's like something like 0.2 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, though, uh, going back to my history with beer. I mean, or, the original beer wasn't necessarily even alcoholic. Like, what the Egyptians used to make and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just, they used the process to just, you know, make the water safer. So... You know, yep. you think people people back in the day just drinking beer and getting hammered. A lot of time, those drinks weren't even, nah. you know, doing giving you a buzz. It was just that or dysentery. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, since you are a history buff, I did read a book. It was about a year or two ago. It's about basically the history of beer, um, but more specifically, like they focus a little bit more like once it got really big in Europe and when it was brought over to the states and through prohibition and everything. And yeah, like it is fascinating, like. It was very tied to the friars and what we think of the monks because that's where they would store all of it because nobody would go in there and vandalize it and it would be the drinking supply for the town. And yeah, yeah that's the way they the kids would be drinking like very small percentage ales because that was cleaner water than what they would get anywhere else. It's pretty insane how like it's built into a baked into our DNA at this point. They can look at your genetics and you know, like that's the reason why there's like that Asian flush thing. It's mm-hmm. like they didn't really have beer in that area of the world. But yep. our, like, if you're white or, you know, from, like, uh, the Middle East and places like that, 
like there's in your DNA it says like you can drink beer and you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah, it, yeah, and you might be, and you can honestly probably handle it better. I mean, there's a there, yeah. there's something to that too. It's genetic. It's not just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but I love me a good uh, Japanese rice beer. That's your your asashis and stuff. Yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. You must get a whole nice. ton of different ones over there too in Portland, don't you? Uh, probably shit, Portland, we don't even get. Portland is, like, just so flooded with, like, just Portland breweries. Like, there's so many breweries here. So, like, whenever you go into a store, it's just, like, all shit. I mean, there's, like, Rogue. People, you guys get Rogue out there, Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, just all these little microbreweries. That whenever you go into a store, it's like, what am I looking at here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. There's one time uh, we visited my wife's friend in St. Louis, and we went to, like, a tap house. So it had, like, you know, 100 different things on tap. And she was like, what do you want? And I was like, look, I'm from out of town. Just give me something local that you would recommend. And she's like, I got you. <laughs> and she just, like, started going down the line. So yeah. you mentioned, uh, Tribe, you were originally from New York? Yeah, yeah. We're all, everyone from Rose Mortem, all Long Island boys. So so why the uh, shift to Portland? That feels like a very big shift. <laughs> you know, I was, just, I was working in Manhattan, and it was just kind of, like, doing that grind, getting on the train every day. I just wanted to switch it up, and I, you know, I took a job out here. Now I'm doing freelance, uh, but I moved out here right before COVID, so I really haven't been able to do anything. Yeah, yeah everything's <laughs> just opening up again. So <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's a uh, that's a hell. I mean, that's cross country. That's that's crazy. Yeah, but how how are you liking it out there so far? It's nice. I miss the snow. I'm like a, I'm a, I uh, like some torture, uh, right? So like, <laughs> we don't have any snow here. So it's funny. The city shuts down when there's like a dusting. And yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know how to drive in this. I sit across. <laughs> I'm across the street from a Trader Joe's, and I just watch people like just spinning their wheels. I'm like, a tiny, no rocking motion. Just yeah. Yeah, I, I laugh whenever I see those, those towns. And I guess we can't sympathize being from the Northeast. We see every weather extreme, whereas I guess, yeah, other parts of the country, you, you don't see that. So it's yeah. I say, just grow up. It's just snow. <laughs> just snow. <laughs> yeah. Now, with you right, being Trav- stuck in a new city and uh, not being able to explore the city yet, you must have had some time for games, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a bunch of games. Uh, actually, I actually kind of – I felt like – I've been so busy that I kind of fell out from games for about like six months just moving to a new city but like mm-hmm. i jumped right back into it i've been on steam i was able to somehow score a ps5 by nice. following one of those uh like twitter one of those guys that post whenever they have shit in stock yeah i just sat there and just like was like oh please it took me like six months but uh so yeah i've been like going i have like a backlog that i'm working my way through from the past year so that's awesome what uh, any any game in particular like that you really stuck on or playing the most right now? Um, I am a big first person shooter fan, and mm-hmm. I think we're gonna talk about this tonight a little bit. Oh yeah, Battlefield the fucking bum me out real hard. Mm. So I've been playing a lot of Hell Let Loose, which is that like uh, World War Two super kind of realistic. It um, looks really cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's very technical. Like you can sit there and just run supplies, and there's like a commander and all this shit. So I've been playing a lot of that, and uh, I just started playing Cyberpunk for the first time. So Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Is it uh, living up to the disappointment for you, or are you actually enjoying it? 
I'm really enjoying it. The dick slider feature. I mean, I know I'm past the joke on that, but I mean, I just sat there for about a half an hour changing the size of his dick and watching it like wobble a little bit when you change it. I mean, listen, we're yeah. everyone who games, you know, there's a little level of immaturity. We all. Oh, do yeah. 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 Um, no, I'm really enjoying it, actually. I'm not I'm not disappointed at all. I'd see how you'd be disappointed if you got a broken game if you pre-ordered it. Yeah. But uh, it at least it's all patched up now and I'm having a good time with it. Awesome. What about you, Jambers? And Jambers, speaking of, you never even mentioned it last week. You also scored the PS5 too. Yes, yes, I did. Ooh, Bry, don't ask if I've set it up yet. I know you haven't. I'm sure <laughs> it's still in the box. I know you're not going to get a game for at least three months. And even if you do, that's going to stay wrapped for a while. It'll be before three months. I am actually it trying is, to decide what the first game I'm going to get is. It is the biggest waste on someone who's just a shelf collector, and we know this. I will get my goddamn use out of it. Don't you worry about that. But I do. But I am making my way through some other games first. But of course, like I make all these resolution games. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna put a lot more time in my Xbox than I have in ages. And it's like, oh, I get an opportunity to buy a PS5. Guess I'm doing that. So, <laughs> so what? But, so what you been playing though? So finally, fucking finished up Plague Tale Innocence. And what'd you think? I thought it was great. It was nice. like it tells. So actually, Travis, you would probably love this game because it's set during like the Black Plague and like the Hundred Years' War. So oh, cool. Yeah, it's like a combina- it's like a combination of like stealth with like almost like kind of puzzle solving elements and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but Yeah, like, I've been listening to you guys talk about it. I actually I downloaded it on my PlayStation. I just haven't gotten to it yet, but yeah, it's real drab and depressing. Like there is no joy to be found in it. It's like fucking perfect set piece kind of game. But yeah, That's if I, I only had one criticism, it'll be like it's a, except for some boss fights at the end, it's a little easy, but like, yeah, it's definitely it's a lot harder hard. in the beginning, but mm-hmm. besides that, now it was a great time. Yeah, and like I said, the thing I liked the most about that game is the uh, you. That's a good example of you get attached to a character, and like I said, when you see some of the characters die from the rats, it really gets to you. You're like, son of a bitch, and you actually <laughs> care about them more than a lot of other games where I'm just trying to get through. So, I know they came out; they're coming out with a sequel, so I'm excited for that because. Like I said, I, I went into that game having zero expectations. Oh, yeah, but, same here. Yeah, so if you like games where you can watch children get eaten by hordes of rats, this is the game for you. <laughs> that sounds like my dreams every night. <laughs> <laughs> You've been playing anything else, or was that the main one you just polished That was, off? like, the biggest one. I finally finished off, like, I wanted to beat Tekken. Like, I never played through Tekken 3 really that much, so I beat that a bunch of times on arcade mode. So nice. I basically wanted to unlock most of the characters before I considered it, you know, quote-unquote beat. So... Uh, did a bunch of that, and yeah, no, that's really the newest stuff. And I actually just started in on Astral Chain on the Switch. So, uh, Platinum Games game, actually have the box right here. Basically, you play like futuristic cops, and you control these like demon monsters with your chain thing, and it, it's actually pretty damn cool. Hmm. How big are the anime titties? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They cover up the titties, but there is nice anime butt shots. So you at least mm, get mm. that. Damn it, Jim. Okay. What? Damn it. Damn it. What? <laughs> you know what? Don't say. Look, Brian, what? I played enough anime titty games. I had to move on to some anime ass. All right. I have to be <sighs> coaching myself here. So yeah, I uh, I've been chugging along with The Witcher Three, which like you said, great, great game, but just impossibly long. So uh, I kind of dropped everything though with the release of Total War Warhammer Three. And I did like die hard into that, but I did finish off um, that that puppet combo game I was mentioning, the Christmas Massacre. Mm-hmm. And dear God, there is a stage in that that it makes me feel like 
I feel bad. It's like like when you watch a really bad horror movie or a dramatic movie, like The Kids or something, and you don't feel good after you watch it. That's what that game did. Kind of like the No Russian uh, mission in Call nope. of Duty. You're like, oh, this just feels terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, very, very uh, messed up game. But I finished it off because I'm trying to bang out all the puppy combo games. So there's not many left. But, uh, yeah, it was a thing. Um, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I so love, I love getting right there. Yeah, I love oh, getting sorry, detached. Go, I love getting detached from reality with like something that's depressing or mundane. Shemu is one of my favorite games. Going to work and moving boxes around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shemu. Then to relax, go to the arcade in your game. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> meta, dude. That sucks, dude. Well, did you actually play three yet or? I was part of the Kickstarter for it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I, yeah, but I never played it. <laughs> it came out, and I was just like, oh, man, all right, I'll get to it. <laughs> I have yeah, a lot I of things that like, I have, like, I'll get to it type of thing. <laughs> you sound like Jim. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I cannot say anything to that at all. <laughs> I cannot bash. That is me to a T. Like, I've had games be like, you know what the worst with it is? Like, even Kickstarter games, when they come in, I'm like, oh, okay, this finally came in. They have a better release schedule than fucking limited run games at this point. Because, like, yeah, I'll yeah. get a package in like, the, in, like, the mail or something. I'm like, what the hell is this? Limited run? It'll be from something I pre-ordered, like, a year and a half ago. And I'm like, I don't even care about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that dude, that's the exact... So, I've now... I think I've actually played every Castlevania from the goddamn limited release thing that I ordered. So, by the time I get it, it'll just be like, oh, it's a thing. I have it. So... Yeah, I, I'm completely done with Limited Run. Brian's gateway into shelf collecting. This is how it starts. <laughs> no, but I play the games, Jim. You're like, let me just replay the same game over and over. Hey, I spent all month playing goddamn new games, goddamn it. I just have way dozens and dozens, and I, I have too much shit. I have way too much shit. <laughs> so, Trav, uh, you mentioned uh, these like metagames and these goofy-ass. One of the things we've been noticing, and I've noticed a lot, is these super more mundane straight up chore games i call them like there's power wash simulator lawnmower simulator but yeah have you ever played any of those i i have i saw one that was like trending on steam it was like unpack your house the game mm -hmm. or something like uh -huh. that i'm just like dude i've moved so many times like that is such a pain in the ass like i don't care if it's like tetris like fuck <laughs> that <laughs> um yeah no i haven't really played any of them i'm trying to think I mean, the slowest game I play, I play a lot of Civilization as a history nerd. That's mm -hmm. not really mundane, but, you know. Um, yeah, I can't think of any that I've played. Now, do you play, um, being, being you know, a horror nerd, or horror, history nerd, do you like, like, RTSs like Age of Empires and things like that? Um, those ones never really kind of got me. Um, really? RTSs in general. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I liked I like turn based more just because you okay. can kind of like sit there. I used to play chess a lot when I was a kid, and like, you know, just like taking your time with stuff that's strategic like that. Like I love like um, what's that game? XCOM where you can actually do yep. the, the tactical you know you, shooter, you can yeah. do the tactical thing. Everything stops and you can think about it. But I'm also a huge fan of just like history games in general. Like I replayed Kingdom Come Deliverance not that long ago, which okay. I love so. Now, see, a good game for you, then, would be probably the Total War games, since that is more turn-based, that is very global, strategic, and if you do yeah. want to fuck with history, like, I'm, that, that, that was my, my whole thing, is, like, you get the parameters that are supposed to be as close to history as possible, but mm -hmm. then 
you're like, what would happen if, uh, you know, you're, you're playing as England and you're like, I'm going to just take over the entire map. Like, like you right. just, yeah. you just yeah. take it to the next level. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of strategy in that. And I'm the same way. I love strategy is my favorite part of those games. So right take yeah. a lot of time i don't the battles are cool it is awesome controlling huge armies i mm -hmm. care less about that than the strategy of the whole like grand campaign if you will right and i'm also i'm not korean so like i'll never be as good as starcraft i'm not even gonna compete you know <laughs> i'm a starcraft player i'm a perennial goal leaguer and that's like the second level up from bottom so <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Actually, what do you call it? When you play Civ, are you more the diplomatic kind? Do you try to be like a warmonger? You win the economic war? What's your I am usual. I usually go for like a cultural win. Uh, I'm like all about building wonders, you know. Uh, but nice. occasionally, I'll be like uh, aggressive. I'll run as like Attila or something like that and just <laughs> fuck people up. <laughs> What's the longest game of that you've ever played? Because that shit can take goddamn forever. Oh man, I yeah, you know it's it's funny. It's kind of like how I play most of my games. Like, I'll get like I was playing. Uh, what was the game that came out? The Samurai one that was on PlayStation. I can't remember. Sakura. Sakura, yeah. Oh, not Sakura. The other one, the uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, that's um, right. yep. Yeah. So I I'm the same way with Civ, where I'll start a campaign and I'll like get really into it, and then I'll just like forget about it, <laughs> just like never beat it. <laughs> and then you just you come know? back, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll probably do that with Cyberpunk, too. It's like all my games, I just kind of, like, fall off at some point and go back to my first-person shooters so I can just turn my brain off. <laughs> mm hmm Yep. You're speaking, you're singing the choir to Jim there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm too much. I, I tried to get into Civ for a little bit, and I realized I am too much of an impatient dum-dum for that. I'm like, <laughs> credit to you, man. I cannot keep my patience or, like, strat. No. Yeah, Jim, that's, I'm that's all why about you always the lose in board games. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about like the beginning of those games yeah. where like you're actually building, you know, like building all these cities and stuff. And then once it's the modern age and you're just kind of like, my turn is taking 20 minutes because everything needs to move. <laughs> then I'm like, all right, mm. I did my, I did enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So Chambers, what do we got? I I feel like we got a good amount of questions this week from our awesome patrons. So who do we got? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Arrow podcasts. First up from JD Mains A new beat em up, TMNT Shredder's Revenge from the developers of Streets of Rage 4 is scheduled for this year. As a Ninja Turtles fanboy in the late 80s and 90s who played the arcade and NES games, I can't effing wait to play it. My question If this game is as good or better than Streets of Rage 4, could this revive the beat em up genre in the game industry? Maybe I'm just not on the cutting edge of gaming, but it seems like the last 10 years we've only gotten a handful of them. I would love for that to be true. I hope it's true. Number one, I am very, very excited for that game. I'm way more excited for that than I even was a Streets of Rage game. Um, I was excited for Streets of Rage, but this one I'm really excited for. And, yeah, I mean, this the success of Streets of Rage 4 can't be, you know, downplayed this i'm sure will hit like gangbusters and then they'll probably say like uh, take stab at all the old ones maybe bring back double dragon in this way maybe bring back final fight like who knows whatever they can do but if they see that it's successful do it what i'm looking forward to is already i'm thinking like they've announced what is it the four turtles april o'neill and splinter you can play as yeah you know the first DLC, just like Streets of Rage, is going to be Casey Jones, Shredder. They're, they're going to let you play as other people. Like You oh, know yeah, that's sure. going to come. 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really really excited. It looks great, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope it actually does give a little revival. They have to do a deep that? cut and have you like unlock vanilla ice, so you can do that. I know. Oh. <laughs> 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 they better. What the hell are the name of the uh, Toka and Razar? Was that? Oh the yeah, the uh, the movie oh, yeah. versions of Bebop and Rocksteady, whatever yeah. they were. Right. No, but but I'm I'm excited, and I hope because like I said, I would love. Give me uh, that for The Simpsons. Do it in the old Simpsons style and jokes, but give me a Simpsons beat 'em up because, as we've said, the arcade game, it is fun. It's overrated, but it's fun. Um, do do get, give all the franchise. Give X Men again. Give them all a go. Like why not? Because I, I everyone will gobble them up, and it is a style of gaming that like everyone hardcore gamers and new gamers alike can really enjoy. So. I say bring them all on. Oh, yeah, and I played the ever living shit out of Streets of Rage Four. So yeah, like you said, like we're a little on defense about it because we didn't know if Streets of Rage was going to be good. But since we knew that was good, now I'm just like all in on Turtles. And actually, the <laughs> genre kind of has had a revival because we've had like the River City Girls games, yeah. uh, Streets of Red, Double Dragon Neon, the new Battle Toads. Like a whole bunch of these ones have been coming back. Uh, Scott Pilgrim finally got re-released after you know ten years in licensing hell and all that stuff. So. There's been a bit of a revival, but this could just add to it. So, yes, yeah, we more, need, more we need the big, gimme, We need gimme, the gimme. big ones, though. Not just the niche ones. Niche. Double Dragon's <laughs> not niche. River City Girls is niche, Jim. What? I mean, if you live in Japan, Kunio Kun's huge. So, shit. Where do we live? Wait, I, let, let, let me Google my location right now. Do I see the rising sun? I don't think I do. Hold on. <laughs> I want to see a Dilbert beat him up. A Dilbert? Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> just more nice. like 90s 90s culture beat em ups that you wouldn't like i don't know uh Howard i just want the Duck. boss to be like a the his boss to be a boss with like the hair coming out the sides and he does like yeah. a spinning attack just fucks <laughs> you up with him i mean shit go 90s just like when people made the fan made uh, uh family matters and all those like literally do a whole like tgif beat em up and be any do multiple characters i mean i guess it would work better as a fighting game but yeah do it i all kit guys our age will buy the shit out of it. I guarantee. No, fuck that! I want to kick ass as Balky. Give me a beat him up. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. I'm gonna have a good question there. Great Next question, up, JD. From, from Snarkast. Joe question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Are you both still suffering from the bacon and corn sodas? <laughs> what was your follow up to? How did you feel the next day? I felt fine, but like my my tummy was definitely rumbly in the early part of the day. So, speaking of our lovely patrons, for as little as $1, you can check out our most recent patron-exclusive video, where we try out a bunch of odd, weird-flavored sodas, like ranch dressing, and sweet corn, and Ugh. barbecue, or buffalo wing. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was way more rough than I thought it was going to be. Man, the things we do for, to, for our patrons. I went through every single flavor of uh, Chef Boyardee in one sitting. Oh, I muckbanged it. Ugh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was There's being a, a lot of those Nick, too. <laughs> Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Avocado, or whatever. Boy. I was about to say you're the uh, Chef R D Nick Avocado. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> well, Jim, I did. Uh, after it's funny. After we we did that, I I was like, let me get the link to it. There are some other flavors out there, Jim. Oh, good. And they get weirder. Is all I'm gonna say. There, oh, oh, there is good. fresh cut grass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jim. 
<laughs> so that does that assume that one of the people who works there had to eat the grass first to realize what the flavor profile would be so he could recreate it? Well, well, here's the deal, Jim. Do you remember when we did the bean boozle bean boozled thing? Yes. And how oddly accurate some of like the dog actually food I think one. grass was one of them too. Yeah, like and grass. Like, that's why I was saying it. Like grass was one of them. Now some of them like whatever it was like socks. You're like boogers. this just tastes bad. Booger. Like you're like this yeah. is weird. But like. There are ones where you're like, I can imagine this is actually what dog food tastes like or grass tastes like, and they hit it, the nail on the head. So yeah, I don't know how they come up with those. What are they called, esters or whatever? But yeah, they're they're Ugh. very weird. And actually, brought on the subject, Trav, why don't you plug your Patreon while you're at it? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Patreon.com/slash/RoastMortem. I think it's just Rose Mortem or Mortem Cast. I can't remember. <laughs> we do some movie commentaries. Uh, we, we put out some content. We do little mini roasts sometimes. We did this guy, Crazy Eddie, who was a local, like, tri-state area TV salesman. Uh, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Go check us yeah, out. Yeah, he was, like, the one that that uh, Futurama robot that kept exploiting was based on, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was probably in the Philly area, too. I think he expanded all the Northeast. It was like I think he was around here. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever get Robin's Diamonds up in New York? No. Shit. Oh, that's a classic <laughs> staple around here in, like, Delaware and shit like yeah. that. He had a diamond in his beard, and he, like, s- yeah. like would sing a song in, like, a 70s, like, tracksuit and, like, a really deep voice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, was he, like, a cash for gold but with diamonds? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's actually a good way to put it. Wait. Now, Trav, I, not to keep derailing, but uh, I just thought one of a, an easy episode... Uh, for you guys, are you gonna cover Bob Saget? Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, we probably should. We probably should. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, as you said, you did it. You did George Bush Senior soon after. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we probably should get on that train for sure. <laughs> cover and give your conspiracy theories for his fall that led to it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> dude. But he between him and Trevor Moore, we've had all these like mysterious like comedian deaths lately. Where it's like, what happened? Oh, it was an accident. Well, what was the accident? Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> how did Norm McDonald? He just had a heart attack or some shit, right? Or cancer or something like cancer. that. Cancer. He had yeah. cancer that he just basically told. Or did he? About. Or did he? Well, oh, uh-huh. yeah. hmm. <laughs> So no, who? Wait, who was that question from? Jim? That was from Starcast. Oh, Starcast. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it, bud. Yep. Next up from Tony Montana. Do either of you guys or bleh, I can't read? Don't think either of you guys are NBA fans, but for the fuck of it, who is this year's MVP? I'll give you a hint. He plays for our local team. Also, who's the goat? LeBron or Michael Jordan? Jim, you can answer. I I don't watch basketball at all. I don't. Even, I, I mean, I don't even watch the highlights. I I don't care that much to be honest. I stop yeah, after I, I, I barely watch but like I'll, I'll tune in every once in a while or like it's definitely something I can sit there and watch at a bar and enjoy it but fuck it I'm going to beat too the man's putting up crazy numbers and he basically carries his team especially when we had that goddamn bum Ben Simmons before we finally booted his ass out of here so yeah I'll give the Embiid and for the goat it's gotta be Jordan yeah can't beat six titles can't be a guy who like never lost once he got to the big game so yeah I agree Jordan what about you Trav Bill Clinton from NBA Jam. <laughs> Hands down. God damn it, he's right. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> and last up from Alex Perez. What is the story of how you guys started creating YouTube content? I mean, Jim and I An were excuse both... to get away from the girlfriends. That's that's the, the <laughs> backbone, I'll say, of it. It was a good excuse to get together, play video games. Jim he had he had a decent collection. 
and so did I, but we weren't anywhere near like what we are today. Oh no. But we we knew we were both really into games and at the time like you know, we were both big fans of AVGN. We said many, many times like that was probably the go-to. I know Jim watched a few other YouTubes, but I didn't. And I and my whole thing was when I started watching other YouTube reviewers, my whole thought was I didn't like how inconsistent I felt reviewers were. And I didn't. I was like, I think we can review things better and keep a fair base across them. Whereas like everyone gave everything an eight, a nine, a ten. Like I was like, games aren't really that good. Um, and then it just was like, I can't even, I, to be honest, like, I don't even remember when it was like the spark was like, oh, do beer with games. And then it wasn't so much about pairing the beer with the game. It was more like, we're going to just be drinking beers while playing the game. And eventually it morphed in the whole, like, I'm going to pair beers and games as a gimmick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because if you look at our first 10 reviews, it's like, while playing this game, we drank Lion's Head, Lion's Head, Stella Artois. You know, like it was just. Miller Lite. Yeah, yep. it was like five in a row because we would literally sit down and we'd probably go an hour or two per game, but we would bang out a bunch of games in a long session over a lot of beer. So. That's what my know. favorites when, like, a comment on, like, a super old video is like, like, this video is terrible. You guys didn't get into this and this and this. Like, did you spend any time with it? And at this point, I'm just like, now nah, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we and, and and that was the other factor of us. Like, we were trying to say, like, is a game still fun to just sit down and play? Not, if you spend 25, 30 hours with any game, you'll find something you like. But is it fun in an hour or two? And that's why, our, especially our baseball videos, when we talk top 10 baseball, like, we're not talking going through the career. Like, if you're sitting down playing a, a game, one of these NES baseball games with your friends, is it fun? And, you know, you break it down that way. So then it just kind of morphed into what it did. And it obviously has changed shape a little bit. Because I can say, we used to care, like, when we were doing reviews for beers, how much they cost was a factor. Because we were trying to give Lion's Head, like, a bump up the score. We're like, yeah. it's dirt cheap, so it gets extra points for being cheap. Well. And he's down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and... And yeah, I guess the rest is really history, but it was it was just a mutual like let's find something to do. It's a hobby. We thought it would be fun to do. Um and yeah, now it's taken on a life of its own. <laughs> now, but great oh. question, Alex. I appreciate it, bud. Yeah. Lucky for us those girlfriends became our wives, so they're used to this, so it's not like we dumped <laughs> this bullshit off on a new set of women. Yeah. <laughs> it would be much, much tougher to now just be like, I wanna start something. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your hobbies let's not talk about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn it jim <laughs> that's right i have a whole weird uh when i was going through dating like five years ago four years ago now i collect a lot of like medieval weapons so i'd always like bring my tinder dates over and then there'd be like you know a musket or like a giant <laughs> fucking claymore or something like that like what apartment did I come back to? Yeah, they're like, or they go in the room, they're like, why is there an Iron Maid in there? You're like, don't worry about that. Hey, if I could, if I could get up, up to my third-story apartment, I probably would be an Iron Maid up there. Hey, let's go back to your place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. No, but, yeah, uh, well, it's the same deal when you bring them over. It's just like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's my box of Magic cards. What's that? That's my box of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. What's that? That's my box of Hero Clicks. All right, I'm leaving. All right, bye. <laughs> Jim, you're acting like you ever brought someone back. That's the lie right there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jim. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
I got I got hitched up right before the whole Tinder thing. Then I could have been there. I would have still fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for our yeah, questions? That wraps up week? the Patreon awesome. questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone for the support, as always. Make sure to check the links below for the $1 tier for all of our exclusive videos. $2 tiers gets you to ask a question. $5 tier gets you a game request and bonus episodes of the podcast, which we will be recording the next episode of that this week. So keep an eye out for that. And we got some more tiers and more perks and all the good stuff. So check out patreon.com slash drink bear play game. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, Jamers. So we are back. Uh, what beer did you move on to? So I am sticking with Broken Goblet. So I am mm. drinking the Beware the Snowman German Dunkel. So it comes in at 5.4% alcohol. And this is a dark, dark, dark boy. So, but so well, far, pretty damn German tasty. Word for dark. What's that? <laughs> Dunkel. <laughs> well, aha. Once again, more, more books in my life would probably help me out. But yeah, this is good. This is tasty so far. Yeah, Dunkel. no, I I, I, lo- I love Dunkels. They're they're always pretty good. And and that's Broken Goblet, right? Yep. They're actually I know they're PA. I just don't. Where are they in PA? Do you know? Ben Salem. Really? Oh yeah. shit! Right off nice. of uh, yeah. right off of uh, Route 13. So big big ass uh, like brew tub. Uh, they got bands there all the time. Shit like that. Like they got a nice establishment there. They used to Jim, be- when we go on. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, they used to be out of Bristol with, like, this little, like, you know, like a lot of these breweries that, like, they're in the middle of, like, an industrial park and, like, they're, like, the smallest mm-hmm. little warehouse where they have, like, one thing. But they got real super popular and now they have this, like, giant operation out of there. So when we start doing our uh, brewery tours, when we hit them up, we'll just have to try everything on the menu. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> been a – I've been there, like, a number of times. Every time I go there, I'm viciously hung over the next day like i don't know what it is about like how either how they make it or the alcohol content but i am floored every time so can't wait well you guys being pa boys i think pennsylvania has like one of the best hangover food breakfast foods ever and that's that uh like hot chip beef or whatever the oh cream, cream chip beef cream, cream chip, chip beef. beef oh my mm-hmm. god whenever i'm in that area i always go to a diner I'm like cream chip beef now yeah, the best Philly staples, I'd say. Scrapple. I mean, I, yeah, Scrapple, and then it's not Philly, but I feel like it is very Philly-ish. It's like the pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwich. Like Ooh, I haven't had that. Yeah, that is yeah. a damn, damn delicious thing to get for being hungover. But yeah, no, we uh, PA. Yeah, we're, we, we're, we we're having our things. shit food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But goddamn, does it come in handy? Oh yeah, some cream chick beef. Just pour that and get a side of scrapple. Fucking mix it all together. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I am sticking with the Bitburger Brewery, but now I'm moving on to their premium pills. And this can is really shiny. It looks like the White Ranger. Um, it comes in at four point eight percent, so still pretty low in alcohol, and surprisingly foamy head. It almost looks like a goddamn like whoa, what the fuck. Your yeah, beard. it's like, it just does not, the head does not want to go down. It's pure foam at the very top. very excited. Very <laughs> yeah. excited right it's like, <laughs> So, yeah, I haven't been able to taste it because I'm not trying to get the full foam stash. But, yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to be good. Right, right take the right. beer cream pie. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Trav? You sticking with the same beer? No, I switched over to another Portland. So, I'm a big wheat beer fan. Like, I love Who Garden. But I yep. picked this thing up, and then I realized that it has pink guava in it, which made it all weird. Uh, it's the <laughs> Laurel Wood Brewing Company, the Laurel Vison. Okay. Um, yeah. The, I probably should have yeah. known from the big pink uh, can, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, guava, what? <laughs> you just saw the green is side. It, is it too, like, is it too fruit? 
fruity for you? It's not. To be honest, it's not overwhelming. I've had like worse, uh, and yeah. I think the wheat, like wheat beer, is so um, like that flavor is so strong that this is almost like overpowering the fruitiness. The fr- yeah. Uh, so yeah, it so. might just be like a nice subtle little kick. Yeah. Me. It says it's a true session beer. What is this? What does session beer mean, anyway? Is that just like you can chill on a beer? Is that? It uh, basically means it's very drinkable, usually lower alcohol percent, and something that's like not going to get you fucked up after like one, even one or two. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So the yeah, way from so those... that's what I'm having now too. Basically, all mine have been session beer. So like, right. I don't even feel them. You're not so, yeah. dealing with those like ten percent stouts that will kill you. And uh, yeah, 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 and they're almost meant to be drank kind of quicker. And, like, you know, like, more casually. Like, you're not drinking it for okay. all the flavor, if you will. Now, I'll do what I always do and say that for your show, because the last two guest appearances we've done on uh, Not For Human Consumption and Thought Cops, I don't remember the end of doing those shows. So, <laughs> I started off with, like, 10% beers, and by the end, I'm like, uh, uh-oh. No. <laughs> I'm just checking the socials the next day, like, all right, all right, nothing, nothing, all right, I'm safe. Which word did I say? go through the alphabet <laughs> well luckily we are also an edited show so <laughs> you need that for jim smart yeah, boys whenever, first radio. whenever i love i love uh, not for human consumption but whenever i've been on there i'm like because i got fucked up last time i was on their show too I'm like what the fuck did i just say yeah. <laughs> it's encouraged yeah <laughs> all right chambers so one of these topics you actually threw up here it actually goes with what Travis said he was going to mention. Oh, he was so excited um, when he saw this. Yes. It's an amazing, I'll call it a cop-out, and that's the only thing I'm going to call it, but from Eurogamer.net, um, there was an interview or a town hall that was had at EA, and they're essentially saying some of Battlefield 2042's issues were due to Halo Infinite and its release. Wow. That's a... Uh, now... <sighs> Is this just the atypical, very human thing of, like, it's never us, it's somebody else's fault? It's like it's almost like the meta version of playing an FPS. Whenever you die, it's not because you're bad. It's because the other guy was cheating or doing something wrong. Like, it's kind of almost on the nose, that reaction. And I'm, I find that part of it very hilarious. But, Trav, I know you... You're, you're playing Battlefield 2042, or you were. I was, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, so I've been give like, us your take on it. I have been a long-time Battlefield fan. I forgot where exactly I started playing in the series. Um, and DICE and EA have just progressively, progressively, like, been shutting off their, like, listening to their fans. And it's just been, like, it happened with the last one, Battlefield uh, V, Battlefield Five, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I loved Battlefield 1, but a lot of people didn't like that. But it's just constantly been getting more and more, like, detached from the community. Um, yeah. In terms of like pulling back like servers, being able to like buy your own server and shit like that, we're like you don't need that. Listen to us. Like we know what we're, you know. And it's always rushed. They always have a shitty launch. And just hearing this like town hall meeting, like I, you know, I, I followed a couple other YouTubers that I'm like I follow like Battlefield YouTubers. Yeah. And they were like, it is such a slap in the face that you're trying to say Master Chief, <laughs> fucking. You're using him as an excuse for your shitty broken game <laughs> that doesn't even have a fucking scoreboard. How do you have a shooter and doesn't have a scoreboard? That's like they, Wait, they've what? been out. Really? Yeah, they've been, this game's been out for it's going to be around six months now, 
And yeah. their first big update is adding a fucking scoreboard, and that's coming out the end of March. <laughs> is there any chance they did that because they were afraid of the number of people and showing that maybe there's not... Like, that's no. a very weird thing that it's been in other... In all the previous games, right? Well, so well, They also take out voice chat, like squad chat. Um, and their big thing is, like, they're trying to be, like, a nanny company where it's like, oh, like... You know, first-person shooter environments can be toxic, so, like, we're not going to... You can't see your kill-death ratio, and you can't talk to your Jeez. squad unless if you're in, like, a separate party chat. Oh it's God. like, dude, but that's, like, what makes playing a shooter fun is, like, talking yeah. shit and, like, looking at your score, seeing how well you do. Like, you have no clue how good you're doing in that game because, like, you can't check. <laughs> you can't check, yeah. yeah. And that is a staple. I mean... Even when you're playing with your friends. I mean, that's the thing. All, every We talked about it many times. Every, our Call of Duty yearly release thing. It yeah. is fun. Like, even, say, Jim, on the one or two times he gets first place. You know? <laughs> like, we'll be like, yeah, but Jim, you got no kills. So you were just camping, getting points, or something like that. Like, it yeah. is fun to Sir. put fun at, like, hey, but all you had were assists, or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's taking the fun out of it. And it's funny, this idea of... They want to remove it because of a negative connotation, kind of like removing the actual ability to see the dislike button on YouTube right. now. Which, on one hand, I will say, as a content creator, I don't even care. Like, I've never, I never go deep enough to check. Like, did something get a dislike now, or before it was apparent? Um, it's a, it's a weird thing. But like all these changes you're mentioning, because I was always Call of Duty guy. Our buddy Jason got me into Battlefield Three. And I got sucked. That and four, like, dude, I, I love yeah. those games. And they are so different than Call of Duty that I couldn't convince any of my other friends to come over because right. it is a completely different experience. Like, I mean, I play, I play both. I play Vanguard as well. Like, you know, Call yeah. of Duty's fun, arcadey. You can pick it up, do a few yep. rounds. Battlefield has always been my... Yeah. Well, that's what it's always been. And, like, with the changes they made with... Uh, 2042 or whatever the fuck the name whatever year it came out in <laughs> uh it's it's just um it's a shame because they turned it into a hero shooter too like you, instead of having classes and like relying on your squad like having a medic having support now it's like uh, Fortnite. Uh, not even Fortnite. like i guess like siege sort of or like it's a hero shooter you know you pick your guy he has special abilities yeah and the game doesn't play as strategic that that's why I like playing Call of Duty and Battlefield. Because, like, yeah. I got my strategic shit. I got my arcade, shoot them, you know, teabag them. And, you know, run around with a shotgun. You know? Do you think this is kind of due to the uh, the uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2? Like, being, like, that is that was the most appealing part of that game. Is the mechanic of you actually become, like, Luke or Darth. And you become the hero with all these crazy abilities. So they're like, oh, that's an easy thing. We'll just throw that in the regular battle. Well, well here's here's even more drama. Is that EA pulled dice off of the Battlefront project after the shitty launch. They were like, mm. we're going to give it to Respawn. Because you guys fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, was it them sucking or was it EA's call that, like, threw, like, all the... The gotcha shit and all the loot boxes and all the bullcrap that they eventually like pulled back out before they re-released it. Like, was it ever said whose fault that was? I, I, to be honest, like, I just I've been following it a bunch and like I know EA is like the big devil and like loot boxes and shit are bad, but like yeah. hearing like the directors and obviously the programmers of the games and the model 3D modelers like totally not their fault. They're doing their job. 
I work in a creative field. I do what yeah. I'm told. But, like, the leaders of DICE just have this, like, weird fucking mentality. Like, we know what's fun. Like, we, we're we not going to listen to you guys. This is what our vision is, you know? Weird. Because, um, like, that was, like, the fucking... Strange. Back in the late, three, late 360 era, like, that was, like, the Call of Duty killer, basically. Like, everyone was talking about Battlefield. Like, that, like, 3, 4, <clears throat> like, you guys are talking about, like, Bad Company 2 and 3, I think. Like, yeah. everyone was just like, holy shit, like, you know, new guys in town. And then, like... I guess ever since fucking Battlefield 1, it was like that first, like, little down, 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 yeah. down thing. Yeah. Well, it was weird with 1, like, they, that's where they started finger-pointing at fans. They're like, oh, you guys are just pieces of shit and don't want to see a woman on the cover. Right. And and they started creating a rift. It's like, what? And they're like, we actually have more problems with these weird abilities you're doing in a World War One shooter. Like, yeah. That was a bigger problem, but sure, if you want to say it's that, and then, yeah, they kept dry, driving that divide, and it's weird when a company decides to take a stand against their fan base. I just, I right. don't get that. And, I and, and also, like, I get inclusivity and stuff, and like, you know, for sure, yeah, I, mean, I think Battlefield 1 did it great, because, you know, um, the women they added into the game were actually historical women units. Yeah. Like, um, they added the, um, it was like the Russian death squad or something they were all russian snipers it's like yep. a group of women um but then when battlefield uh five came out and they're like every race for like every and every gender for like the access and the allies is like dude i'm not black but i'm like as a black person do you want to be a nazi because like you know what i mean like yeah. do we need to add <laughs> black people to the germans like no yeah. it's all blonde white people and they're terrible people a bunch of black you guys know? going when's gonna be my turn yeah when right? can i be the nazi <laughs> yeah. that, so. that really sucks because you know what i i will say since three i i think i have every battlefield except for five i'm a very late adopter like i'll wait till it's dirt cheap mm -hmm. probably not many people on the servers but i still like mechanically i enjoy the game but all these little problems that you're describing like yeah i'll wait even longer and until this game is fully patched bug free and all the other issues are done i'm probably not touching it until I mean, it's it's know. a shame with some of these big games because like i said i'm playing um cyberpunk right now and it's like that yeah. launched with all these problems battlefield launches with all these problems like why what they don't they release the game like a year and a half before it's done <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah, funny I, that they're like blaming like the release of like Halo Infinite because like that release with a lot of shit missing from it. Like I don't yeah. think it had like a real progression system when it first came out, and it was like multiplayer only, so they didn't even give you the full game yet, and all that other crap. Like it's not like that was a pristine finished product. So like yeah. you're saying you're less than like the beta test, basically. Holy shit, <laughs> they're just salty, and they blame a Master Chief. Man, that's not cool. <laughs> but also like the, I don't know the way I read this article it kind of felt like it wasn't something that was meant to go out to the public you know it right. there is something to be said like they're just someone in the office even if they're a shithead saying something silly like it's halo's fault it's not like that's their public opinion like there is something like right someone could have just been like is it halo's fault like you know i that's the only thing i don't like about some of this leak shit because you're like right you should be able to say some dumb shit behind closed doors especially if it's something like this but now it's like you just added so much fuel to the fire for microsoft the halo to take shots at you yeah. i mean like, if it's a town hall though too like it's a public thing right 
not yeah. necessarily. They, they can we you can call a town hall that's just meant for your internal company. Uh, Someone leaked it from there is what I'm saying. I also th I also think that Dice recently because of the backlash they they've been doing this like open office type thing where apparently anyone can sit in in their meetings. Oh, um, like they're trying to do some like transparency. Like they're all. It's way too progressive business. That's all I'm just saying. Like, you yeah. know, like, come on. Like, we don't need to see this. Just make the game that's fun with squads. Come Do on, it. Watch it. Watch a few episodes of Mad Men. That's how yeah. office needs to be run. Come on. Yeah, like, you're a video game company. You're a big-name video game company. We don't yeah. need to think you guys are the good guys behind the scenes. Just, you know, get... Yeah. You know, yeah. keep it within reason. Don't be an Activision, but you know, give us you know end users something we can enjoy, and we can look past some stuff. Jesus, yeah. you're working for EA. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chambers. Uh, so one thing I did want to ask both you guys. Uh, I'm shocked we haven't talked about it yet. But speaking of Halo, have you guys seen the trailer for the new series, the Halo series? I think it's on Paramount. Um, it's live action and. I don't. I I watched the trailer like one time. Thought it looked pretty cool. I I'm only guessing it's the original story, but I, I could be absolutely wrong about that. So did you guys watch it? That trailer at least. I did not. No. I only did because uh, championship weekend for NFL. It played at least twice every commercial break. So they oh, had like no. three different commercials, and that just played ad nauseum. They spent fucking money that weekend on it so yeah I, I mean it looks pretty cool i'll give them that like like you know the cg looks pretty good like casting seems like it's gonna be fine the voice yeah. for master chief like you know it's not the classic video game voice so that always throws you off but it seems like it's fine Is like Larry... i know that there was a report where they're like oh we're gonna show you master chief's face it's like don't do that yeah definitely don't do that well see that's the one thing that worries me is so I, I am reading it now. So they're basically saying it will. It's a non-canon standalone story, inspired by the game rather than being like an adaptation or continuation or a prequel or anything. Which you know, honestly, if you come out and say that and you set expectations, I feel like that's better. Because yeah. yeah, like then you're just like, hey, it's just in the universe. It's just inspired. Like it's its own thing. But, yeah, I think guaranteedly, and given the guy that they picked who's been starting to do a lot more bigger TVs and movies, I think uh, you probably will see his face eventually because he's going to have to have a legit love interest and da-da-da-da-da. You know how these shows go. But, yeah, it's uh, Paramount Network on their Paramount Plus streaming because everything has a streaming uh, shit it's now. It's so annoying. Everything has its own streaming shit. Everything. <laughs> the days when we're like, yo, cut the cord with cable. And yeah, right. you can have three months. Now. That worked for three fucking months. <laughs> and then it all goddamn caught on. Yeah, I'm, actually, exactly. I'm actually pretty stoked to see Uncharted. I'm a big Uncharted stan. But I think it's really weird that they picked Mark Wahlberg for Sully, to be honest. Totally not the right <laughs> character. Do you think is that's it, weird? I think Tom Holland is a terrible choice for Nathan Drake. Yeah, I mean, he's not great. I mean, like, but... I don't think you need an origin story. Like, you don't always need an origin story, in yeah. my mind. Like, yeah. you could just drop it in and be like, oh, he's a, you know, adventuring archaeologist. He's, he's fucking Indiana Jones. Like, Indiana yeah. Jones didn't need an origin story. Just drop <laughs> to, him in. Have I Bruce mean, Campbell be Sully, and then have fucking, you know, like, Tom Hardy be, like, Nathan Drake. And then there yeah. you go. Yeah. I don't know. I want to check it out. Um, just because, again, I'm a big Uncharted stand. Those are... 
one of the only few games that I platinumed. <laughs> nice. nice. I actually, like, so at the turn of the new year, like, we made resolution games, like New Year's resolution shit. So Uncharted 2 is one of them for me because I fucking hated the first Uncharted. Like, the like, first one's garbage. Like, so it, like, bad. I, because I'm that stupid type that's like, oh, I got to, what do you call it? I got to start mm. from the first game and to go through them all. And I played it and I was like, ugh. I like the platforming. The platform was good. The combat was dog shit. Right. And so, yeah, you know, you're the Uncharted fan. So, mm-hmm. like, I started playing Uncharted 2 and I, like, I just started getting those vibes again. And I was like, put it away, put it away. Yeah. So, I always hear how good it is. I got to go back to that. So, I will plan on playing that this year. They get nice. progressively better as you go through the series, so. Nice, because, yeah, like, I remember when 2 came out. Like, that was considered, like, you know, like, game of the decade kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And then 3 come out, and they're like, oh, three's even better. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, no, I was just curious, like I said. I'm only excited for the Halo series strictly because I don't even know if I have power. I feel like with so many things, too, like, when I have a Disney bundle, I don't know what's included with that shit or what's on my cable. But if it's available, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, get Paramount+. Plus. If I somehow have it already, cool. I'll watch it because I'm going through all the Halo games again. So I'm interested because now, like, I'm getting back into that lore. But, uh, yeah, I, I was just curious. That was something I feel like that flew under a radar, though. I feel like I don't see anybody talking about it, which Some, is kind of weird for how so, big the game is. Sometimes I'm kind of just scared to watch shit like that. Like, I'm a big, I'm also a big Cowboy Bebop fan, and I haven't no. watched the Netflix show. Just because, like, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I don't know. I guess you kind of got to feel it out with the Halo series. Like, is it going to be good? Or am exactly. I going to be viciously disappointed and I should just block it from my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I kind of want to watch it, but I'm also terrible about keeping up with, like, any kind of... I'm bad enough with video games keeping up with, like, current <laughs> shit. But, like, TVs and movies, I'm always, like, a decade behind. And if it wasn't for, like, doing the bonus episodes for the podcast, I would not watch, like, any, like, current-ish movies. So yeah. that's like the one of the big plus sides for doing that <laughs> is like forcing myself to do it. So, like, would I want to watch it? Yeah, I guess probably. But am I going to get around to it? Probably not, unless we review it. So, right, yeah, nice. Well, uh, Jim, I mean, we'll do it a little bit out of order because I think it makes more sense talking about series and something that that was announced. But um, the oh, yeah, Fallout the order series. Um, by the way, I I. I've been waiting. Now, I am a Fallout Mark much, much more. I've been waiting for them. Like th- I always thought this would be such a great series. Um, I, kn- I didn't think a movie would ever do it justice, because you, you should do a series. Um, and, they, and they announced that uh, Walter Walton Walton Goggins. Goggins is going to star in it. And uh, he's good in pretty much everything he does. Like I've yeah. seen him be every type of character under the sun. And he's always pretty damn good, so I'm actually pretty excited. I think this is going to be really good. What, what do you guys think? I threw this in here because I'm such a goddamn Walton Goggins mark that I just want to say Walton Goggins <laughs> is, the head of the, is the head of the Fallout TV series because I fucking love him so goddamn much. So, like, that's instantly, like, I'm like, oh, Walton Goggins is the star of this. I will definitely be watching this show. I will make my goddamn exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Trav? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Fallout and definitely good casting i want i'd like to see what where they're going with it you know what i mean because there's so many different areas in fallout right or is it going to be on in california or whatever new california whatever they call it or they're going to be in vegas or we're going to be vegas in or boston, boston. Yeah, you know what honestly i think similar to what we just talked about though be smart 
do it in an area that hasn't been covered by the game. Dayton, Ohio. If you tr- yeah. Oh, <laughs> you do that. Like, you can do, like, anything out. Like, literally pick a somewhere in between. Like, do – you could do New York because it's never been co- – like, do somewhere where it will give you the freedom to do kind of what you want that you can pull in things. Because if you do it in one of the areas, God forbid you don't mention a certain quest or character <laughs> – then it's going to be up for debate and whatever. I think if you pick a city that hasn't been touched yet by the franchise, you're golden. You know, you're going to yeah. still show the the mutants. You're going to still show the death claws. You're going to show probably some of the staples and the weapons and shit. But at the end of the day, all the characters can be original. You can you don't have to rely on old lore. You know, I think it's a it's a easy easy runaway like make money type thing, and it's coming on. Yeah, Prime, Prime Video. So, they make some pretty good shit. I hope they don't they cheap do. out on the effects. Yeah, I mean that's what could kill it, right? Yeah, <laughs> if it's like, I mean, it uh, looks too shitty. Right. <laughs> Death Claw be... looks like Shrek. Like yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> we're gonna be uh, reviewing the base. newest. We're gonna be reviewing the newest Resident Evil movie, and uh, we're gonna talk about cheaping out on effects and what that can do to a thing. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, what is uh, what is you guys' like favorite? video game movie or a TV show? Ooh, that's a good question. Movie or show? I mean, for a junk food movie, Jim and I said, we both love the original Mortal Kombat movie. Okay, like that, yeah. I, that I still a... think the original Mortal Kombat might be, like, the best, like, all around, like, because, like, it still does service to the franchise, and, you know, like, yeah, it's goofy and, like, you know, 90s catch and shit like that, but, like, it's still, like, kind of a solid, like, watchable movie, too, outside of its, like, IP. I'll say show is pretty easy for me. I'm going to go with The Witcher because having now played enough of The Witcher, I I watched The Witcher without having played through any of the games all the way. Right. So I had very little. But now that I'm playing through three, I have more respect for the show. I'm like, oh, they, they already I already enjoyed it before, but they really did well with that. But movies, it's tough because, like, yeah, like, the original Mortal Kombat, I liked it. I actually didn't mind the original Resident Evil movie. I uh, think the first three are fun. Like, they're dumb. Yeah. They're not true to the series, but they're fun for what they they're are. They're fun. And yeah. I and my wife and I watched the whole, like, we did a whole marathon of all of them. And, yeah, they did. There didn't need what? to be seven. No, they, <laughs> did, they didn't need to be seven. And they so often threw in characters just for the sake of, like... Oh, there's this guy. Right. But it, you know what? Even till the end, they are just stupid action, dumb popcorn. Like, don't pay attention at all. Oh, there's random killing, and the and the and the effects always maintain. That's the only thing I can give those movies. Even when the acting and everything got even more ridiculous, the effects of the zombies and how some of them look towards the end, they look great. I'll give yeah. them that. And half but, the time, uh, Mila Jovovich will be naked at least once in these movies. So yeah, it's yeah, that worth it. Worth it. I've always, I've always liked the Silent Hill movies personally. Really? I've always thought that they were like some. I can't even really remember which ones are which. They all kind of just blend together. But I remember them being like legitimately kind of scary and like good. I don't know. I remember See, seeing the first one in theaters and like, I remember hating it at the time. I don't know why, but like, cause I've been watching it like you know a decade and a half. But, right. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you gotta give go back to it, give it a shot. They could be terrible. I don't know. I just for some reason, <laughs> just I always think of like, oh yeah, I always remember I like those. I just yeah, remember there was that like you know, there was that one scene with that little girl and they like barge into a room and she's just standing there and she's like, 
I'm burning! And then she just bursts <laughs> yes. into flames. And, like, we just started, like, cracking up in the theater at that point. We're like, but that's also kind of like Silent Hill. There's just random-ass shit in that game. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> like too. Like, chair people and, you know, like... The yeah, I think you know what it being is. and everything ever mm -hmm. since, too. Yeah. You know, all of it is, like, what you go in with your expectations. Because, you know, <laughs> honestly, a pretty... Mine were okay probably movie. too high for Silent Hill, to be honest. Yeah. If I go kid movie, uh, my son is obsessed with Sonic, and I actually I don't mind that movie at all. I actually think it's fine. Like I, you know, I watched it now more times than I want to, and maybe it's drilled into me, but I was completely fine with that movie. Um, I'm trying to think though, other good or bad. I tried to watch Sonic with my daughter, and she wasn't really interested. But like, we watched like 20 minutes, and I was like, I want to keep watching. So like, I'm going to go back and watch <laughs> out on my own. You should. You really should. Original but, Mario uh, Brothers movie. I love oh, that fucking movie. I, so yeah. fucking good. goddamn haters. Dennis I, I, I absolutely that? love on. that. Yeah, the, the exactly. cast is amazing. Yeah. It, it, it was the both both best and worst cast possible thing because it made no sense for being relative to the game. But as a character movie, like, yeah. it, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. The casting makes no sense. The cast, like, talks about, like, the nightmare production that it was to, like, get it made. Like, the whole thing's a goddamn nightmare. Maybe it's all nostalgia for us, but you know what? I fucking love it. Like, I, yeah. how, how did Danny DeVito turn down Mario, though? Apparently, he was approached, and they were like, and he was like, no, nah, what is a Mario? <laughs> really? really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So it wasn't, like, a conflict interest with, like, Batman Returns or anything? He was just like, nah. Yeah, no, he was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. And apparently Tom Hanks was also supposed to be in it as, <laughs> I, I forgot, maybe Mario as well, I think. It's like $5 million deal, and he turned it down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Speaking of movies from that era, and I liked, you know what? I was always a sucker for the Double Dragon movie. Mm. Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's that, a bad one, but that's a goofy, fun one. Though, yep. That's one that I always, as a kid, I knew more, like, I had played the games, obviously, but... My reference to Double Dragon for the longest time was that movie, so. Probably ruined a few socks to Alyssa Milano in that movie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Crusty boy. Damn it, Jim. I can't hate. <laughs> no, I, that, that's a good question, though, Trap. <laughs> um, so our final topic for tonight, uh, and it's, uh, Jim, you're going to have to help me with this one, but, it, but it's yeah, a tweet so that you put out here. So yeah. go ahead. Why don't you explain it? So there's a little backstory to this. So Pico Interactive, they have been around for the past, I want to say, give or take, like five years where they really started having Steam. And what they do is, and actually for the whole history thing along with Travis, is they will take like old dead IPs or games that like never finished fully being released back in the old days, and they'll get the license for them and release them these days. And like... They'll, show, they'll make cards for the old consoles. So I have a couple of them for, like, the Genesis and shit like that. But they'll make games for, like, the Jaguar and the Game Boy and uh, Super NES crap like that. But also port it to, like, the Switch or, like, the Evercade and all that kind of shit. So they like to pride themselves as being, like, you know, preservationists and, you know, keepers of, like, old IPs and keeping shit alive. Even though, like, the quality, like, the games they put out for the most part aren't really that great. Like, there's a reason they didn't really get released for the most part. And the build quality for their stuff kind of sucks, because, like, their first-run shit would actually, like, wreck the pin connectors in your consoles. So, Ooh. if you bought them, you're fucking up your history. So, that's always nice. But, so, yeah, they put out a tweet saying, the air of commercial preservation is here. Like, you know, jerking himself off, basically. So then a uh, Twitter account called SNES Central said, Pico demanded that I remove the unreleased English version of Iron Commando off the uh, 
SNES Central after they gained the rights to it, even though it was leaked over 20 years ago as a scene release and available on any ROM site. So they've actually become kind of infamous where they'll go like almost like back to licenses that they just bought up and try to like strike down hosts of these old ROMs. Even though like Pico will like quote unquote like finish them or like change the translations or quote unquote fix them. Uh, but they'll still feel like they can go back and like strike hmm. down people who are keeping up the original unfinished ROM dumps and shit like that. So <clears throat> I guess I have a few questions. So first of all, SNES Central, what is that? Is that just a ROM site? I'm going to guess. I'm going to take a look at that real quick, too, because I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. So, on one hand, it's funny, because we actually talked about this last episode. It's a fan website with prototypes, unreleased games, and countless scans. So, yeah, okay. it's like a big hub for like all like any kind of data related to the Super NES. That never came... Okay. So, you know, on one hand, it's weird that they're going this route like because we we've said we want we know nintendo's never going to do it because they're a shit company of re-releasing the shit they should so now these other companies are coming in and they are buying the old intellectual properties to make it new again or preserve it or whatever you want to call it i don't know how big is like snes central getting hits that would like actually put a dent in these guys to getting it physical i don't know um, well, I mean, their thing is a niche market as is, so it's like, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean it's I've never heard of it. Odd, like, yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it. Like, I like video games. I don't think I'm maybe as uh, involved with like the classic games as you guys are, but like, I've never heard of it. Like, it's not taking mm -hmm. my business or your business, you know, Pico. Like, like fuck you guys. <laughs> the, the, like I said, there is this this mentality of like, yeah, we got to attack whoever could possibly have this. As opposed to, like, I think it would be really cool if you decide, know your market, know the type of people that would be interested in buying this from you, and maybe pair with a group like SNES Central and, and make it beneficial for both you. Like, say, I don't know, just do something where you throw each other a bone because SNES Central has been doing this thing that is pure fan service, trying to preserve all this shit. And to come in and do this, it's going to do nothing but give you a bad look. So I think it's a very silly idea. And now people that might have been on the fence about am I going to support Pico are going to say F no, especially if they're fans of this type of shit. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, have you seen other people talking about this, Jim? Uh, just like the people in like the circles that I follow and like a lot of the retro gaming scene that are just like... Like, dude, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you can't sit there and be like, oh, we're all about preservation and strike down, like, sites that were preserving these sites way, these games long before you were, like, obtaining the rights to IPs that no one ever gives a shit about or anything like that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's getting a little bit of a firestorm. Obviously, like, retro gaming itself is a niche market, and then preserving and re-release... Look, here, here's an example. Like, our buddy Rue, like, he will do that, too. Like, he will get IPs. He just did it for... Uh, Oh, fuck me. I'm blanking on the goddamn name right now. But it was, like, an old, like, Atari Lynx and, like, game that, like, he got, he kind of finished, and he poured it over to the Super NES and the Genesis. He's doing it right now. He's doing a Kickstarter with a, um, a Game Boy Advance game that never got released either. So, like, it's a hobby for a lot of these guys to, like, just go in there, finish off these old prototypes so it could be released so people can kind of experience them and shit like that. Yeah. But he's not going back and going after anyone who's hosting the original ROM because he's like, yeah, it's not my fucking game. Right. 
Like, at the end of the day, it's not really your game. I don't care what license you buy for it. You didn't do shit for it. This just has me questioning. How much does an IP like that probably go for? It can't be a lot. Like that, you know, I want to look that. that that's something that has me interested. Like, I, what could I did, it possibly? I did meet someone back in New York. I think I can't remember if it was the company I am Eight Bit or it was another. Maybe it might have been a different company, but they would go to Japan and get like licenses for various like old video games, like Gradius or whatever, and then mm-hmm. print them on vinyl, which I thought was really cool because they like go over and they talk to like you know Sega or whoever, whatever they're trying to get, and just license just the music, and then yeah. p- print it on a really nice vinyl for you. You know what I? I feel like that's more preservation than just buying up licenses and like, you know, because like yeah, you could sure, like, you could you could go and find the soundtrack for something and, but to have a nice you know collectible piece, you know, yeah. it's actually funny. Like Nintendo's kind of they're real dicks when it comes to their fucking music. Like mm-hmm. at least once a year there'll be a story where like a channel that like uploaded like four thousand tracks of songs from Nintendo games. And they might not even monetize or any shit like that, but then Nintendo will eventually discover it and just strike it down, even though it's, like, ancient games that Nintendo doesn't care about and they never re-release and, you know, no one else would know about. But it's still nice to have a spot where you can just go and get the music from it if it's a game you like. Yeah, like, It's exactly. not hurting anyone, and they're not making money off it, so, like, who gives a shit at that point? It's interesting. I had I had a channel, Clamergy, back in the day where we used to do power hours where we'd, you know, you'd, you'd listen to a song for a minute and then drink right oh we've Uh, done a few of those yeah Yeah. so i i I made a video game music power hour and they're still up on youtube and i think the only one like obviously i don't make money any money off of it because they've all had copyright claims all all the music the only game that was the music was removed was i think ridge racer and i had ridge Ridge racer on there and literally during the power hour there's like just no music they just took it they, they took it out yep uh, but all the Mario shit and all that stuff, yeah. I mean, they obviously like claimed it or whatever, but they kept let it let it go. We were yeah, doing we... a bunch of them for a while, and like the one that got the biggest strike was from fucking we did, we did uh, WWE music. Ooh yeah, yeah Vince oh, McMahon yeah. is none too nice we, about we, letting we, his shit it, out there. It, it's it's blocked in this country, like it's blocked in certain country, <laughs> and I'm like, I I I was like, they are fun to do, but like it sucks because then we can't actually upload them. Because right. they get struck, strike down, they get blocked. Or like you said, yeah, I think our NES might have had a song or two similar where it goes, it mutes for a second. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, then I don't want to do them because right. if people can't hear it, it's kind of silly. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're, you know, it, it just, this IP thing, nonsense, you just got to figure out a way to come at it better. And buying an old title for a game that, Quite frankly, I never heard of. I can't Look, imagine. No many one gives a shit about Thunderbolt <laughs> two, and if someone has it on a fucking ROM site, it's a fuck, it's a shitty shmup anyway. So yeah. if someone has it on a ROM site, you're not gonna they're not gonna be hurting you by taking it down. Like your niche is selling a physical cart of a game no one cares about, so collectors like me can have it on their shelf and play it once and go, oh this sucks, and then put it away and never touch it again. <laughs> exactly. So like that, I'm the fucking mark for that stuff. Like yeah. that's what you're doing. Like having it on a ROM site is not affecting you. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not bringing me over someone like me who i'm like no i did emulate it it was fine i'm not i don't need a physical copy of it so yeah it's a very odd look but you know i don't know i guess if they're they're trying to be like a nintendo is my only guess 
Gotta protect your IPs. Super important. Well, they, they paid <laughs> for something, did. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's going to close out for today's episode. But before we go, guys, uh, did you hop on any new beers or did you stick with the last ones we talked about? I've been rocking. Um, I, oh, sorry. sorry. After you, Travis. I've been rocking virgin beers. Just seltzer. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I like it. Yeah. I, hey, I uh, these past two years or something, I started getting into seltzers and stuff. And, yeah, when I'm not drinking beer, for some reason, that is my go-to because I don't drink soda anymore. So. Yeah, you know what? I mean, especially when you're drinking hard seltzers and then you switch to regular seltzers, your brain just kind of shuts off anyway. So, like, a lot yeah. of times when I'm doing the show, I'm like, let me just throw some, like, regular seltzers in with my seltzers. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself hydrated, not have a terrible next day. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jambers? No, I spent the rest of this just drinking that, but we're the snowman. And yeah, I mean, if you've had a. I don't know enough about Dunkles to say, like, this is different from any other Dunkle I've had. It's kind of along the same lines, but it was really goddamn good. So if you like Dunkles, you'll enjoy this one. Which one do you like better? Um, I think I still. You know what? Yeah, that's tough because, like,. The unfiltered definitely felt more like it definitely had a stronger flavor to it, but it also had more of that like hoppy harshness in the back of the throat. Yeah. Where the Dunkel was a lot more smooth, but it wasn't as like you know, it wasn't as like full body flavored. So it's like kind of a give and take. But I guess I'll maybe I'll go to Snowman just because it seems like something I'd go back to more. Nice, nice. Yeah, and and the Pilsner, the slightly more alcohol one, is the one I prefer. Like I said, the lemon one is good, but I can tell that's one where these are the big boy cans too. I can tell, like, if I had too many of those lemon ones, my stomach's going to get fucked up. Like, that goes back to your early question, Trav, of, like, things I drink that I probably wouldn't. I remember getting a really bad hangover and throwing up off of, like, Twisted Teas as a kid that probably wasn't old enough to drink at the time. Yep. Um, The acidic, the acid that builds up in your stomach from those things was always so bad that, like... I can have a sip of them, and you know what? If you're not a big drinker, you might like love them. I can't drink a couple. Like, they just, they're too sweet, yeah. they're too acidic. Like, yeah, I, yeah. No, you I have to I be careful with the acidity, because uh, I remember one time we were we were playing King's Cup, you know, with the cards and whatever. Oh, Everyone yeah. adds to the center. <laughs> Somebody put Malibu in the center and oh. then added cider in. And, of course, I'm oh, the no. asshole that gets the King's Cup. And, it, like, I'm chugging this, like, curdled, fucking gross thing, and my friend's just like, cat puke, cat puke. And, oh, I can't even smell Malibu <laughs> anymore. <laughs> dude, dude, my last hangover was uh, actually recently from uh, Valentine's Day. We went out for dinner, so I drank a full bottle of wine like a responsible adult. And then we went to a friend's house and had a bunch of seltzers. So that was a lovely combo. Ooh. And as I'm sitting there just, like, with the worst headache of my fucking, like, it's been a long time since I've had a headache this bad, and I have Encanto music as an earworm playing in my head the entire goddamn time. Like, that's an underrated part of Hangovers is when that one song gets stuck in your head and you just keep replaying it again and again and again. Oh, yeah. And the whole time just thinking, no, I'm not, I'd be ready to just kill over and die right now. So. <laughs> All that sweet shit, man, it's just a fucking killer. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Travis, once again, we truly appreciate you coming on. Can't wait to come on to your podcast. But before we go, why don't you shout out once again, where can everyone find you? Where do you want them to subscribe? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, guys. Uh, if you would like history, you like drinking, obviously you like drinking, you're listening to a show about video games and drinking, uh, and you like history, so go check out uh, Roast Mortem Cast. And uh, stay tuned, make sure you 
wherever on uh, you listen on podcasts, make sure you subscribe because we're going to have these guys on our show probably in the next month or so. So when it's going to be yeah. p- popping up on the feeds. Awesome. Well, once again, everyone watching, if you are watching on YouTube, please make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and the notification bell. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating. Give us a a review. We will read any reviews you leave us on this show. It would really help support us. We hope you guys have had a great night. And cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.